By making the world a more beautiful place, Artemis publishes artists and writers from the Appalachian region of the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia and beyond. This is the time when we need to write and make art for the sake of healing our souls and enriching our communities. Welcome to Artemis Speaks. Hello, I'm Jerry Rogers, and today I am so excited about bringing two wonderful people to you, my audience. It's a mother and son, both writers and influencers in their own right, Diane and Justin Scribner. This year, Justin came out with his first book of poetry, Every Grain of Sand, and it's a breakout from his very successful career as a stage manager on Broadway, as well as producer, teacher, playwright, poet, and now author. It's a great story of how he turned this corner, and here at Artemis, we are pleased to publish his poem in the upcoming Artemis Journal 2021. Part of our mission is to introduce first-time writers through our journal, and this is part of what we're doing with Justin. His mother, Diane, is a unity minister and also writes poetry, and Artemis Journal has previously published her work as well. She's from Naples, Florida, and leads Unity's global alternative church without walls called Pray Attention Ministries. She also teaches online for the Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning. It's a joy to have both of you here today. I'm so excited. Thank you for coming. Okay, well, let's get right into it. Justin, I just finished your beautiful book. I mean, hardback, illustrations by a friend. I mean, it's just beautifully laid out. Uh, Your title is based on one of your haiku poems, Every Grain of Sand. And I thought I would read that just to give our audience a feeling for why you chose this title and this particular poem. Every grain of sand settles onto the right beach at the perfect time. Okay. Was this the perfect time for you, Justin? Why now? I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, It's funny to have uh, this conversation with you about the book with my mother, because (laughs) I think a lot of my personal credo and attitude and spirituality comes directly through her to me. And uh, the fact that her ministry is such a part of her life trickles down, I think, into some of my work, um, but definitely into my life. So I would say that poem sums up a lot of things in terms of my trust and faith in the greater picture. And also the fact that I believe that things happen for a reason and we're all in the right place at the right time. So yeah, I'm also interested in nature and I, I kind of ex- experiment a little bit in the piece with the ocean and our relationship with water. And uh, 
I, I think that poem just really kind of summed up a lot of things for me. Also, <laughs> it was overwhelming at the beginning of the pandemic to feel like, first of all, the acknowledgement that I identify so much with my career and that part of my identity is wrapped up in feeling useful and having a job. And here I am at home, not working in a theater as a stage manager, not producing, not doing anything. And finally faced with lots of free time, which I've always craved because I do have this secret hobby of writing. And I thought, well, there's no excuse anymore. It's time to get cracking and share some of the work that I've been writing really for 20 something years um, and kind of hiding from my theater colleagues, my friends, my family. A lot of people <laughs> didn't know I've been writing this whole time. So I pulled out 300 poems and short stories, haikus included. And, um, and I started rewriting and building towards publishing this. And I had enough time to really focus on it. And uh, I think that it wouldn't have happened without the pandemic. You know, it was such a blessing in disguise for me to be able to have that time to be creative and make something. I mean, I could not have done it alone. Um, truly, I've had a lot of support in this and I'm very grateful to Telltale Poetry who helped me publish the book and to my friend Angela who helped me edit and revise and many other friends who've been a part of my process um, and mom who also was able to help me edit some of the work and helped me really uh, refine what I wanted to do with my blog, which was also <laughs> a scary thing to write, but I wrote an eight part blog about the process of publishing during a pandemic um, and posted it on my website. And uh, that was a little naked feeling, a little vulnerable, <laughs> but I feel really proud of it because um, I, more than anything, I wanted to, to fulfill this creative dream I had, but also as soon as I made the decision to do it, I wanted to inspire other people not really writing the book so that everyone in the world reads it. I'm writing it so that people that are close to me in my kind of inner sphere um, know that it's possible. And I hope to encourage other people to, to follow their dreams and make things happen for themselves. Yeah. Well, your mother also published a book with last year, Diane, and Five Sacred Meditations. And I think that inspired you, Justin, when you saw your mother come out with her book, right? It definitely was. Yes. I, I have, uh, I have seen her for years wanting to write a book and I've listened to many of her audio meditations that she's made and she speaks, <laughs> she's speaking all the time every day. She has so many outlets for her creativity, but I knew that she wanted to write a book and watching her do that and seeing her succeed in that process was definitely an inspiration for me. Nice, nice. And we're going to get into that, Diane, with you. But Justin, one other question I wanted to ask you, and there's a lot to unpack here. But who was Artie? Because you dedicated huh. your book to Artie, and I noticed your last poem was for Artie. Yeah. Uh, Artie Gaffin uh, was an incredible stage manager and mentor and friend to me. Uh, he was a Broadway stage manager who took me under his wing early on in my career and gave me a lot of amazing opportunities. And truly, uh, stage managing is one of those careers where uh, I got a degree, a BFA in, in stage managing, and, uh, and you can learn all the skills, but you can't really learn how 
to stage manage with generosity and humor. And I was taught all of that by Artie um, on the job. Um, and also he's an incredible person. And I feel like he was a father figure to me and, and a close friend. He passed away a year and a half ago. And honestly, I wasn't in the country when he passed. Um, and then I was, when I came back from working out of town, I didn't get to see many of our friends that we had in common. And the memorial that we were going to have for Artie was going to be on March 18th. So I haven't, I didn't feel like I'd properly grieved and had a moment to really ritualize. And so writing the final poem of the book was an emotional experience for me and, um, and part of my process of saying goodbye to him. Um, yeah. Well, what an honor to give to it's, somebody. It was an honor to know Artie, honestly. Yes. Great. Well, Diane, I'll tell you, uh, you're the mother of this brilliant young man. What was it like to, uh, you know, mother this child, see him grow up and become so successful in his career? <laughs> um it's funny, Justin, you said that it was an experience and kind of feeling naked, exposed to do this publishing, and it is like that. But um, having seen Justin from a very early age, naked and exposed, <laughs> it's been, <laughs> it's been uh, an uh, absolute delight to watch him unfold and to become his, you can hear in what he has shared with us, I, you know, I'm the mom, and I feel like crying, and I'm not going to that we're on a podcast, but you can hear the generosity of spirit that Justin has. Both my sons have that. And Justin brings it out in a, in a wondrous and unique way with the voices that he is able to share uh, in his writing, but also in his speaking and in his chosen occupations, because he has many things to many people. Um, and I, I knew Artie as, I know, I know Artie and his spirit, and I see that in Justin, you know, because because Justin, um, it feels a little odd to be speaking, because I know you're on this, <laughs> this podcast, <laughs> as if you're, you know, not here, but Justin's um, uh, so kind and considerate with the people that, and appreciative of the people that he works with, even if there is a, you know, a not a, uh, like an alignment, comp complete alignment and thought, I see him being willing to give the benefit of the doubt and to do for others what they sometimes won't even do for themselves so that they feel uh, and can share the gifts that they have, which are extraordinary. And he works with people that are just, you know, over the top, like, oh, like doing things that I have no way of even understanding how they do it, you know, it's, it's amazing. So Justin has always been um, a delight, sometimes a lot to stay up with. You know, I, I sometimes felt like I had to kind of run faster than normal. Um, and, or he would be super pensive and like poised over really honestly a flower that he just found so much poignancy in that he couldn't move, you know, and I, so I would stand back and watch him and it's, it's still, I'm still standing back and watching him with, I can't say pride, I could say pride, but he's done this himself. He's extraordinary. 
Well, can you stand back? How about reading one of his poems? I know we've talked about oh that. And uh, we thought you would read Maple for us. I would love to read Maple. Before you read it, can I yes, say something? Just sure. to respond to that very, very kind uh, reflection. Um, I, as a writer, and I, I feel like Artemis, uh, although you support so many different types of artists, the writers that you have are so committed to the craft and interested by uh, the process of writing and their subjects. I found myself as I was rewriting my book this year, the collection, um, questioning, you know, what do I put together? Why do I put it together in this way? And I found that each of them, each of the pieces kind of saying to me in a different way. And I was worried about what the pieces would say about me you know, picking the pieces that, that reflected me. But actually what I realized is um, I don't quite care how the pieces speak to one another in a hybrid collection. I care that each one of them has a moment to shine and shine in a way that they um, kind of asked for through me, because I feel like I'm um, not channeling by any means. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm generating this material, but I'm inspired by people in my life and experiences and, um, and my own experiences. And so I wanted each of the pieces to kind of have their own moment. And Maple is a haiku, uh, non-traditional haiku, you know, um, Japanese haikus are five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables, and they are, um, focused on nature and the human experience and their relationship with one another but rarely do they go on beyond one stanza. They're very simple, 575. But this is a multi-stanza haiku and was inspired by a lot of the children's books that I loved growing up. So just wanted to preface. Thank you, Thank Mom, you. for reading it. Yes. Maple stood there, tall, proud of her plot and the space she filled with her wide majestic arms, upturned leaves and broad trunk leaning to one side, pushing up out of the backyard and reaching high. She never wavered, like an abused spouse feeling willing to endure years of neglect and weather. When I die someday, hopefully they'll miss me and realize my worth. Then there won't be shade or songbirds near their windows, and they'll miss my leaves, soft green in the spring, golden in September, then blazing orange-red. Fat chance, said the bush. They've wanted you gone for years. You just blocked their view. They rake and they moan, and they can't plant much there. You take up the garden. The tree branches sagged. So why then was I put there? Her leaves felt heavy. You were already there when I arrived, so I have no idea. Maple pondered this. She wasn't anyone's tree. This was her land first. They can cut me down. They can turn me to flooring or carve me right up. They can forget I was ever here, but I know I was a great tree. Beautiful. 
Thank you. Thank you, Mom. Thank you. Justin, your book rollout has entailed multiple platforms. It's been very impressive for a first book. You have a blog, Instagram readings, digital book launch called The Showing, which you posted to YouTube, where some of your friends read from your book and created new pieces in different mediums in response to your writings. Can you talk to us about these collaborations and how your role as a stage manager on Broadway helped you with these tools? Yes. Thank you for that question. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I'm much more comfortable being a stage manager and collaborating with other people than working alone. So with the conundrum of, oh gosh, I've written the book. Now I actually have to tell people that I wrote a book. Uh, that's very uncomfortable. I'm a stage manager. I'm in the booth or I'm backstage. I'm not on stage. I'm not in the spotlight. So that's not my, uh, not my ministry, as I would say. Um, so I thought about what I am good at and where my strengths lie And there. Those are my friendships. Those are my collaborations and my relationships with other people that I work with. And um, I know some incredible artists, just really talented people who are Um, I'm a satellite in their lives and they in mine. And I thought if I ask them, it's possible they'll, they'll want to share this with me, this, this kind of launch, this book launch. And what I ended up doing was creating, yeah, this 30 minute event called the showing that my brother helped me frame. And he hosted this evening where we had five of my pieces read by artist, actor, Um, writer friends of mine, and then uh, five choreographers, songwriters, filmmakers, um, my friend Lindsay, who's a visual artist who did the illustrations in the book, and is also a super mom. She uh, and the other artists created new pieces in response to my work. So I was able to celebrate artistic collaboration instead of just, hey, here's my book. And uh, I, I was really proud of it. Very yeah. impressive. Really and, cool. and you have some very talented friends who happen to be actors and, you know, know how yeah. to read and, and stage. Oh, my and, gosh. And are, we're kind of waiting at home and the phone rings. They're not dashing off to this show or whatever they are. And no, usually no. And they were so thrilled to to participate and and create with me and mm-hmm. I wish I could have asked more people in fact I might who knows what's to come we may where do more. this goes oh. <laughs> hold on put your seat belt uh. on Diane <laughs> you yes. did write a book uh, uh, from your ministry I would say you also write poetry and Artemis has published you through the years so how does all that tie in together what because you're very busy with your ministry talk to us about that I am. Um, but, well, my ministry is called Pray Attention Ministries. And as you said, it's an alternative church without walls. So I do a lot of things in speaking in churches, zooming into churches mostly these days. Um, but also my, I have a Facebook uh, live at 1111 Eastern Standard where I just, you know, I do the daily word every day and just give ideas. And it ties in for me and Justin's right. I always wanted to write a book. I actually uh, went to University of Iowa in the writer's workshop as a, as a poet doing poetry. Um, and 
I came away though feeling that I was with masters and that I was not a master. <laughs> and so I just, um, I kind of put that away and went to journaling, you know, and so I've not ever gone back through my journals to write a book. I do have a couple titles of things I'd like to do, but both my children really encouraged me to, mom, you, you have so many things that are written, you know, you have so many things that you've put out there. Why don't you use what you have? And I had had transcribed one of my CDs when I was in Roanoke, Virginia uh, years ago. And I went, oh, oh, oh. Oh, I know that could be a book and it could have, you know, downloadable audio. And so we came up with a, a concierge publisher uh, here, um, O'Leary Publishing Company um, worked with me and we created it. And it too came out during the pandemic, uh, during for our launch. It was on Good Friday. So, um, and, you know, everything leads to everything. So there was a divine order to it. Um, I think that just feel as if Justin did a gutsier thing in that I, I feel as if I exposed a part of myself in written word that had come through me as uh, a spoken word. And I've not yet taken, you know, pen to paper and um, actually brought together a piece that is just mine in the written word, other than poems that have been published. And yeah. So, um, yeah, it's that's how it coincides. It's just well, short and sweet. I hope that what you inspired me to do, I can mm. now inspire you to take yes. the next step and write another book, one that is pen to paper of your life experience. Great. That'd be awesome. Thank you. All right. I, I feel the challenge. Here we are. So this is the day in a life of two remarkable souls who are making a difference in their world. I would like to end this podcast with a reading by you, Justin. Uh, blessings for your trip and uh, just give us a short description of what that's about and we'll uh, close out this podcast thanks jerry yeah so this is blessing for your trip which is the poem that i wrote for Artie. i you know most of my works are older works that i was able to revise but this one i wrote this year and uh, it's dedicated to Artie. May the tide that drew you in to each of our lives in surprising moments of serendipity take you back to where you began safely. We will be waiting here, sharing little plates on the sand we used to share with you, blanketed together, anxious for a sign that you've made it. May the same undertow that yanked you out of our view carry you swiftly to some peaceful shore, maneuvering around the currents of loss beyond the miserable whirlpooling eddies of grief safely back home. May you laugh when you arrive at the ridiculousness of it all. And when we finally hear that joyful roar, we'll pack our little plates and we too will head home. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I Thank have been you. speaking with Justin and Diane Scribner today. Uh, Justin, tell us how we can find more information about your book. Yeah, I would just go to justinscribner.com, which is where you can purchase the book and where you can read my eight-part blog about writing it. And um, it's also available on Amazon, but if you purchase on my website, uh, I'm giving away 10% uh, of all of the proceeds to the 
Queer Writers of Color COVID Relief Fund. Yes, Diane, how can we find out more about you and your book? Oh, uh, um, I have everything on my website that is um, just shifting right now, but it's still most of the things are there. It's at PrayAttentionMinistries.org, and um, and the Facebook Live is at eleven eleven. It just and it, it archives, so you can go anytime. Fantastic. I've been speaking with Diane and Justin Scribner today. I'm Jerry Rogers, recording from Final Track Studios with my brilliant co-producer, Skip Brown. Makes it happen. Thank you, Skip. And thank you to my audience for joining us today. This is Artemis Speaks. You've been listening to Artemis Speaks. Artemis is a charitable organization now 43 years old and has evolved to be all-inclusive, a journal with essays, poetry, and art. 10% of the journal's sales are donated to a women's shelter in southwest Virginia. If you're interested in learning more, artemisjournal.org. You can mail us directly P.O. Box 505, Floyd, Virginia, 24091. The closing music and the opening music you're listening to is Jordan Harmon. The song is Just Slow Down, a very appropriate comment for the times that we're in. If you want to read, you have to slow down. Artemis Speaks, the podcast, is recorded twice monthly at Final Track Studios in Virginia. All rights reserved and is co-produced by Jerry Rogers and Skip Brown. touch of those things that you love so much you love so much can anybody tell me when it became so Got everybody walking around Trying to do the same thing That everybody else they do And you know Oh yes you know You gotta be yourself Yourself is all you got and all you got is what you need Look in the mirror, see it clearer The answer's staring at you And so just slow down in life Because you can't buy back your time And you know you can't lose time those things that you love so much you love so much so just slow down if you've got to baby just slow down if you've got to 
Just slow down if you've got to, baby. Just slow down. Yeah, just slow down if you've got to, baby. Just slow down if you've got to. Just slow down if you've got to, baby. Just slow down. Just slow down if you've got to, baby. Just slow down if you've got to. Just slow down if you've got to, baby. Just slow down. Just slow down if you've got to, baby. Just slow down if you've got to. Just slow down if you've got to, baby. Just slow down. <laughs>